Hi, I'm Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America. Are you a professional new to the United States and struggling to monetize the expertise you brought across the seas? Are you feeling misunderstood and out of touch because you're struggling to understand the unstated rules of the American culture? Each week, we'll take an in-depth look at the positive contributions immigrants are making to the American culture, marketplace, and life. Our intention is to serve as a bridge from your culture to the American culture, giving you a roadmap of tools and the language to understand the unstated rules of the American culture. Let's get started. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Immigrant Experience in America, where we amplify and humanize the experiences of immigrants in the United States. Today we have for you Jennifer White, who's uh, currently in Alabama, the United States. Jennifer, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello, everybody. So glad to be here. I'm so honored. Thank you so much for inviting me to this Immigrant Experience show. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, let's see. So I'm Jennifer White. I came from Jennifer Saldana, which I'm, that means I'm originally from the Dominican Republic, mom and dad, from Santo Domingo. And I, yes, I live here in Alabama because my husband and I happen to be missionaries to Alabama. So I have five kids, three are biological kids, and two are adopted. I adopted two autistic kids, which makes our life a little, you know, topsy-turvy, crazy, and interesting. I'm a Spanish teacher. I teach uh, pre-K, kindergarten, and then I teach levels 9 through 12. So I have the best of both worlds, teaching little kids and teaching the big kids. And I love, absolutely love teaching Spanish. I feel like that's the way that I can share my culture with kids that are not Hispanic, kids that are not from where I'm at. So uh, I love, like training teachers. I work, I do a lot of conferences. I'm a speaker. And I like uh, helping teachers connect with the African diaspora. A lot of teachers that don't know how to connect with their black students or don't know how to bring up uh, topics about black and racism and colorism, I'm the girl. I'm the teacher that helps them do that, which I love it. So um, by the grace of God, I became the teacher of the year for Alabama in 2021. And then I went on to become the regional, Southern Region Teacher of the Year for 2021. So I am like beside myself, can't believe that I'm here uh, because uh, people like me don't get there, you know, not in this area. So I'm really, really excited to have served as a teacher of the year and a finalist for the National Teacher of the Year. And though I didn't get the title, but I still feel super honored that that there's kids that could look at me and say, hey, you know, if she made it that far, maybe I can too. So I just want to be an inspiration to a lot of people because that's something that I kind of lacked that when I was young. Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> and uh, are you in ministry as well with your husband? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I have so many things about my life. <laughs> we could be here all day. I could write a book, which I am writing a book. But uh, my husband and I, so we're missionaries to Alabama. And the way that happened was because um, we were living in Miami, very comfortable. And uh, then all of a sudden, he lost all his jobs. My husband's a concert pianist. He played for President Reagan and Bush. Very gifted in music. Very, uh, uh, he's Afro Panameño. So he's um, he said, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's pick up and go to Atlanta because Atlanta is a place where." where um, there's people like us and we speak Spanish, so maybe there's an advantage. But we moved to Atlanta. It didn't really work out. But somebody invited us to church one day, and we went to church. 
And, um, and at that time, we were kind of like mad at God. You know how you get those situations where you're like, everything is going horrible. God is not here, you know? And um, we were feeling that way. But when we went to church, he went up to the altar trying to, you know, ask God for some advice maybe about a, a business venture. And he felt God tell him, you need to go to Alabama, and it's Alabama, and help this pastor. He said the name of the pastor. And, and he's like, okay, I guess I'll do that. Now, my husband, the backstory is that my husband was stationed in the military in Fort McClellan, Alabama, which is where I live right now. So um, we went ahead and, and, and said, okay, let's see how we're going to pack up our stuff from, Alabama, from Georgia to Alabama to a different world. It felt like a different country uh, traveling, <laughs> traveling to Alabama. And we got there and it got worse for us. Things got worse. We ended up with, uh, we ended up having two kids and then we ended up buying a house with him making $7 an hour. He, he bought a house. Then we started our church ministry. We felt like we had to do that. Now, before that, we were going to this pastor's uh, church and it was a black church. And it was, I learned the differences in culture. Culture is so important to me because without the culture, without knowing the culture, you could get in a lot of trouble. So being around the black culture in Alabama and Aniston was very different than the black culture in Miami, where everybody's Bahamian, Jamaican, different colors, and we eat and we all receive each other or we don't, but it's like, it's out there. It's in your face here. It's like, uh, what you don't, what you're not black. Are you black? Are you that question? Are you black? You look black. Yeah, we black. Uh, well, why you talk like that? Uh, because we're from the, another country, and that's the the big mystery about the Afro Latinos is like, uh, wait, you have this accent, you know what is it? But we're black. So anyway, to make the long story short, because it's a long story, uh, we ended up um, um, starting our own ministry, and it was growing slowly. Right now, we were set, we've been in ministry now for eighteen years. We finally bought our church property. Um, in another city because it was tough to get a loan where the city that we were in but we moved and and moved the church to another city and thank God for the grace of God we bought this property that is has a 6,000 square feet building in it and it's 22 acres very hilly in the woods you know people were like the the appraiser was like you can't do anything with this building this building you can't do it it's not flat but my husband bought a bulldozer, a little one, and he started digging into the the, the hills. He bought a uh, he bought a um, a machine that what's it called? It's too mill a mill a miller. He bought a mill, a wood mill. Yeah, that's what it is. A mill of a wood mill. So he started cutting down trees and milling the wood. He made the the kitchen. He the wood that that he milled. He used it for the kitchen to build the kitchen. He built little huts. He built picnic tables we were like you know we're immigrants so we're like hey we got lots of wood and the wood is expensive at Lowe's so hey we're good so he started milling everything from the tree we kept it and we use it we recycle everything and now we have pigs we have um, chickens we have uh, guinea pigs we have rabbits uh, we have a nice uh, garden and we have a we have a greenhouse so it seems like our church is like a community place where people could come we eat after church every Sunday. Ever since we started, we eat after church. So now we can eat from what we have. So people that come visit my church, they get a meal. They get Caribbean food. They get all kinds of food. And it's it's really nice. It's a nice environment, even though it's been tough uh, to have an international, a real international ministry. Because around here, you see churches that say international. And it's like, 
it's like a white pastor and he and he or you know maybe a white pastor and he gives money to a, a ministry way over there missions overseas exactly so they put those flags up and i'm like oh an international church and when i go there i'm like what um so we we're we're international because it's my husband is panamanian i'm dominican we have black folks we have white folks we have a, another dominican uh, family here uh, mexican uh we want asians like we want everybody to just come and 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 just come together and share the food and share the clothes the clothing and the the culture we want that in alabama where it's not seen that much you know um so that that's our that's our mission in Alabama is to break down cultural barriers, to break down the racism and the separatism and all the isms. We want to break that down to show that hey, all of us together we can work together. And even though down the street there's a Dixie store where it's like a rebel flags everywhere, um, we just hope there's no problems. <laughs> we hope that we're gonna be okay. Uh, nothing has happened yet. We've been here for a year and a half, and we're really not afraid. Actually, uh, we just believe in God that. He's going to take care of our property and we take we take good care of it. We recycle everything and we just do everything like if we're farmers and we weren't farmers before in our country. But I know back home in the Dominican Republic, we use whatever we have. And uh, and I'm, I'm glad that my kids are growing up in this environment where they don't take this things for granted. They don't just throw things away in the trash. They don't they don't say, oh, I'm just going to, you know, d ditch that and do this. It's like we we have taught kids and we have a lot of volunteers that come in here and they're with their eyes open like whoa what are you doing here we're like okay right there we're building something to do parties and right here we're doing this for the community and and they're with their eyes open because there's nowhere in the county that has a facility like ours that it's it's for the people for people to come but we do lack help we lack a lots of help we we have that's our struggle here is that people don't have the vision we have like we're immigrants we have we think differently so we don't have those people that can say oh i see where you're going okay yeah yeah i understand no the people that help us are people that don't understand and just want to help <laughs> they're like oh, right look, if you're gonna do it it's gonna come out good if you're doing it it's gonna come out good let's help you but that's a very few amount of people a lot of people don't have the vision that we have of um of making things bigger because we have this place we might make it bigger and and i'm grateful to be an immigrant in this country because if i wasn't i probably wouldn't think that way probably would be really behind i probably will probably be still trying to graduate from you know with a bachelor's or trying to graduate from high school who knows who knows what would have happened with me but with five kids now and now i have a master's degree my husband's working on his doctorate program and we do want to open a school for international students like get kids the best kids where do you time. find all that time oh, oh that's, my I don't goodness have time. I don't have time I don't have time I really don't have time that's something that I you know I have to like this morning I was able to sleep in until 10 o'clock but then I was running late I was like oh I have to grade papers I have to work on my podcast but I said you know what I need to just sleep I really need to just sleep my husband and I he never sleeps either so he's like oh good we get to sleep a little longer <laughs> like yay because when we're on spring break we work our behinds off trying to work towards the next thing and um and our next thing is always exposing people to things like we have this summer I'm having a summer camp a Spanish camp um, and it's only for a week and then I'm having like an Olympic camp with the Olympic camp it incorporates the cultures and uh, learning about other cultures and the fitness because I love 
fitness and health. So we're incorporating all this. And the reason we're doing these camps is to bring other people in to say, hey, can you, yeah, we're over here. You know, it's kind of like that. So we're trying to work hard to get our property looking the way we want it to. So when all those kids come, they have a great time and we could continue it an ongoing program throughout the year with fitness and Spanish. So it's just, you know, non-traditional things in the area that we offer, which is good. And hopefully we can attract people. And we've been here long enough that many people know us. Uh, but, but yeah, we, we don't have a lot of time, but in the summer, Simone, that's when I get out of here. That's when I, you know, this summer we're going to Greece, we're going to Italy, Montenegro, I'm going to Puerto Rico, I'm going to Denver. I have speaking engagements and conferences to go to. So I'm, I'm getting out of here in the summer. I'm usually gone. So, uh, we, we try to rest outside of the, outside of the country. Then when we come back, we get bursts of rest. <laughs> we get like sleep in but we really don't don't have a day off just like a typical immigrant we just don't get days off we work through the weekends um so right now as i talk to you there's people outside working at the church just um helping with the garden and building things and uh, making things better uh but yeah we and then we have a birthday party tonight because my kid's birthday so it's like we we don't stop try to go to sleep at a reasonable hour you know that's my advice so you don't get wrinkles <laughs> but but other than that it's like and try to eat healthy but other than that yes my time is so limited it's very limited. oh my gosh well god bless you my dear you are Thank doing you so, so much, much. <laughs> it sounds like you're building a, quite an oasis over there i can't wait to come see it i can't wait till you come see it too i think you would i think you will relate you'll come and you'll be like yeah my folks will do that too. You would understand. Yes, I get it. I get it. You're making you're making a beautiful oasis out of what was there before, right? I mean, and plus the fact that you're tapped into God and you're praying and and tapping into that divine connection, I can only imagine some of the inspirations that's being downloaded to you to to build up that place for the community, you know? have not having people looking like us and talking like us but um it's been rough uh so i'll start crying because i if it wasn't for god we'd be gone by now we quit we would say look this is too much and a lot of people tell me why don't you just move and i just went to a conference last week in virginia and they offered me like four jobs they're like hey oh my gosh we could use your skill you in that diversity you know, you do that diversity stuff. We need you in Virginia. We need you in South Carolina. We need you in New York. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm not leaving Alabama. That's yeah. I guess that's where God I has have, called you, right? Yeah. If I leave, the, if I leave here, it will be hell for me. I, I feel like that. It's not, if I'm not in God's will, and I feel like we are in God's will because even though we go through hell, and that's for anybody that's listening out there, sometimes you're going through this hell that you feel is literal hell. But if you can just hang in there a little longer, you're going to see the end of the tunnel. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be this sunshine with bright flowers and some strawberries. Sometimes they don't look that great. But that's where God wants you, and that's where you have peace. And then you're like, whoa, how did I get a 22-acre building? Nobody in my family has that. None of my cousins. Nobody I know has something like that um it has to be because we've been hanging in there even with marriage it's like you go through these rough spots and you're like uh -uh, i'm done and it's like okay yeah are you being a little selfish maybe or maybe you just 
why don't you hang in there? If it's that both of you are just done, okay, I, I understand. But, but, you know, even in our marriage, we had to hang in there, press through. And even though the times we said we're done, we said, is it God's will for us to be done? Who's saying yeah. we're done? Is it right. just us? Because, oh my goodness, if I would have gotten a divorce, I wouldn't have had anything I have now. I would have been just shot down. I would have been, you know, a person with low self-esteem. My husband ended up being like this person that pushes me. Hey, oh, you want to do a podcast? Go ahead. Hey, you want to do this? Go ahead. You want to travel here? Go ahead. Because we're a partnership now that we're a team. It's no mm. longer, it's like a marriage, but it's like, okay, let me help you with the doctorate. Okay, let me help you with teacher of the year. Yeah, you go there. We're going to benefit each other. This is for each other So and the family. So when you're a team like that, but it took some hell. It took it took the rough side. We had to go through all these rough spots in order to be successful. And struggles are good for you. Some people just want it easy. I just, I'm done with that. I'm just, I'm just sick of it. You got to find the peace in the middle of the storm, that eye of the hurricane. Find that peace in the middle of it. And when you have that peace that you have an assurance that, okay, even though I'm going through some hell, this is God's will. And I'm going to hang in here until I see the end of the tunnel. And even though now we have this building and it's great, we still got We're still in the eye of the hurricane again because we ha we lack help. And we don't have people that will work for free. Like we're pastors, but we don't get paid to be pastors. Like nobody pays us. The offering that comes in, all the donations go to the church. We pay the church. And then sometimes we're paying the church. It's like, we're like the biggest supporters. We're the ones paying for it. The light bulb went out. There's no money in the church. We buy it. If something goes out, if something like right now, the toilets are all messed up in the church. My husband had to pay $300 yesterday. It's like, we're just giving, giving. And then you're thinking, gosh, when do I get back? But we don't realize uh, we are getting back. We're taken care of. We can supply yes. these things. It's not like I don't have it. We can supply these things. I'm going to Greece this summer. Hello, my kids are safe. They're healthy. It's not like if I'm giving and it's an empty an empty cup with a broken <laughs> broken bottom and you don't know where the thing is going. We're giving and we're giving and we're giving. And in turn, I'm okay. We're okay. Everybody's okay. And with all the struggles, like even with Simone, for all the listeners, Simone and I scheduled a, an appointment earlier to, to interview and I had to cancel. I had a calamity in my family. I had to rush my kid to the hospital. It was mm -hmm. a severe situation. If I didn't fix that, my husband and I fixed that, um, we we would be in bad shape right now. So it's like mm -hmm. these things happen um, and, and I could say, oh gosh, I go through some hell all the time. But you know what? With all the racism sometimes I have to go through, I'm, I'm to the point in my life where I'm like, bring it. You know what? Bring it because it's gonna come out in my book and it's gonna help somebody. So bring it, and I'm going to have a good attitude about it. Uh, bring it. Okay, you want to try to, you know, steal my stuff? You want to try to put me down? Okay, I'm not there no more. Okay, I'm yeah. not there. I'm at the point now that I'm like, look, I made it through college. Oh, my gosh. I'm, you know, I'm dense sometimes. I failed math five times. I have dyscalculia. I failed math five times. I'm like, really? How did you make it through college? How did you make it through a, a master's program? With all the stuff I got to go through, it's like, yeah, made it. So bring it. Hey, you little racist guy, you want to you wanna fight with me? Come on, fight, because I'm just going to let you fight by yourself. Cause right, I'm, you know, right. I'm and I'm sure fight. God's given you the strategies, right, to That's deal right. with some of these craziness that you probably have to deal with down there. And it's here in Georgia, too. You just right. never know no, who I you're going to encounter on any given day, you know? You sure don't. You sure don't. And I want to share this with you. It's really important. 
um, I went through a low moment in my life where um, it was with racism and stuff, and I was really low. Ended up where I passed out one day at church. Mm. And it was Holy Spirit was just like, I passed out. And when I came to, I was just crying. And uh, my husband was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, it's just, oh, I'm not a good teacher. I'm not a good teacher. I'm an imposter. Oh, my goodness. I can't go back to school. And mm. I just crying. And, and I've never been through this before. It's like I've never been through depression or anxiety, but I had it. And I couldn't drive to work. I couldn't I couldn't see my students. I feel like that's when I became the teacher of the year for Alabama. I felt like an imposter. Like, no, I'm not really a teacher of the year. Now, this was it was it was uh, something that happened through outside that I can't I can't talk about freely, but it's like whatever what that happened that situation that happened got me in a place where I told the doctor just write the letter say that I'm not capable of being a teacher just say it. Uh, he says well if I do this you're gonna go in the little mental ward, and I said no I don't want to go to mental ward I'm not mental well you're being mental right now because you have a problem if you're saying you cannot be a teacher and I've seen you thrive at being a teacher something is wrong with you and i'm crying and i'm like no I just and i'm just whining <laughs> i'm just all this whining and then it went on for about three weeks and i had to like go to the teacher of the year for the southern region i had to compete for that so i had to be ready for that and i was nowhere ready i wanted to throw in the towel but my husband as a panamanian you know some immigrants they tell you like it is and he had an intervention with the family and he said look mom look mom they say mama hey mama uh, right now you're good for nothing okay and you're already up here I don't know why you're down there you already up here you don't have to climb a ladder you're already you already reached your goals most of your goals are reached what are you doing down there you're good for nothing right now so either go back to work or you're good to, for nothing for us and he just said it like that and some people might think that's mean but I needed to hear that I needed to hear really I'm good for nothing so I'm not a good mom right now I'm not a good teacher and I started thinking about that I was like Wait, you better not tell me I'm good for nothing. I'm good for something. I'm good for a lot of things. You know, you start the, the fence, but still, my brain wasn't where it was, where it was supposed yes. to be. So mm-hmm. I had a dream that night when he said that I had a dream. And this is from God. I tell you this is from God. And there was this fat roach. You know those black roaches you see back home that they're so fat that they fly? Ugh. One of those was crawling up my leg. Ah! I know I hate it. I'm sorry. I hate the graphic. But it was crawling up at my leg and it ended up on the top of my head and it created this big weaved hat. It was beautiful. But but I became the shriveled woman like with um, with a lot of, uh, uh, I can't say it in English, arrugas, a lot of, um, like an old woman. Like just a lot like of uh, wrinkles. Yeah, wrinkles. A lot of wrinkles. Yeah, wrinkles and warts. And I became shriveled up like nothing. And I heard yeah. God's voice said, hey, just shake it off. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, I can't shake it off, God. You know, I'm like with this voice, I can't shake it off, God. I'm so weak right now. Might as well die. You know, might as well just give up and die. And he's like, no, 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 just shake it off. Shake it off. Shake it off. And I'm like, I don't have strength to shake it off. So what I did is that my left shoulder I went ahead and moved it just a tad. I couldn't even shake. I didn't have the strength to shake anything off. In the but dream, in the dream. Shoulder. In the dream, in the dream. In the dream, I shook my shoulder just one time and the roach fell. It's like it wasn't enough power <laughs> for the roach to fall on the floor. And God said, look at the thing you're scared of. 
look at the thing that's been building on you. And I looked at that roach and I'm like, what? That? Wait, my competition is that. The roach that build? What? I let that little thing create a, a monster in me? Mm-hmm. And I didn't step on the roach. I just let it r- run away. But I felt like this fire, like a phoenix, come inside of me so strong. I said, what? I was up against a roach? Oh, heck no. Bring it. And that's that's the tool God gave me to rise up from that mess and i said what no way so now i look at everything like yeah yeah, little roach (laughs) like my inside joke it's like oh you want to do something to me little roach you know it's like okay no i'm a phoenix i'll burn you up i'll burn you up because i'm already flying because that mentality is a roach it's i mean what what, i mean it's it's i mean what, what is it's nasty it's um it's not godly. I mean, like, what what goodness can you even describe in having a mentality like that that you are struggling with down there? That's right. So, I mean, like, what like, what a graphic God gave you. He gave me a good one. I can't forget that. And I tell teachers that all the time with any situation they're going through. I've told them my roach story, and they're like, whoa, you have a lot of roaches. I said, you only need one. Because I, I felt like I had it. I was together. I was confident. I was sure about myself. I love myself. I got to the point where I'm not looking down anymore at the floor. I look up and I, I have something to look up to. But that one roach, that lie, it's like that lie came upon me and I believed it. Wow, almost destroyed you. Almost destroyed me. I thought I was an imposter. And there's such thing called the imposter syndrome. I didn't know about yes. that later. But there is such thing as an imposter syndrome, and and it's something that you need to remind yourself that, no, you're not an imposter. How did you get where you're at? If you're an imposter, then um, you're lying a lot. You're a professional liar. I mean, really, how could you make it that far, make making up these lies? Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I rose up. I, was, I said, I'm going to be a better teacher. My kids are going to learn Spanish. And even though I was a teacher of the year, I don't think I'm perfect. You know, I don't think I got it all together. So I said, you know what? I'm going to be a better teacher. My kids are going to learn. They're going to love Spanish. They're going to hear a Spanish song, and they're going to remember me. They're going to hear dancing salsa. They're going to remember me. They're going to – everything having to do with the Spanish culture, they're going to remember me. I'm going to put that imprint in their head and in their hearts. They're going to remember me. No matter what, they like me or not, <laughs> they're gonna remember me, and 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 I rose up like a phoenix. And now it's like, I thought, wow, the sky's the limit for me. I can do anything I want. My kids can do anything we want. We're in a free country right here. And even though we have issues in this country, it doesn't stop for us. It just doesn't. And uh, you know, I want to encourage everybody. If you're just feeling down, there's something about you that's special that you bring to this world that God mm. put in you. The, the, that potential, no matter what has happened in your life, the worst thing that had, and I haven't told you my whole story, but the worst things that have happened in your life were made for purpose and on purpose so that you can rise up, you can be grown, you can be mature. Those yes. things, yeah, that's how you know I'm grown. You know, some people say, I'm grown. Those people that say, I'm grown, those people are the immature people. People that are mature don't say they're grown. They, they live it. Mm, right and and I, and you are in that place you are aligned you're in purpose you're in god's will you're in that place for such a time as this i mean you don't go through things like that and have god show up for you in such a powerful way without knowing that you're where you're supposed to be That's right? right and he's That's doing right. what and he's he's doing he's building he's 
he's blessing, he's building something from nothing, right? And yes, it's going to be yes. amazing to see, right? And you can't yes. stop because what, what, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, like what you've already gone through to get to where you are now, can you imagine if you continue to trust God and, um, and allow him to bring your helpers, right? Because he has your helpers to come and help you to do whatever he's assigned you to do. So, because I mean, I started this podcast not even knowing, but it, it haunted me. I could not sleep. I mean, I had this. I mean, I had this whole idea, the whole idea surrounding this for longer than five years, and I kept putting it off. I would just grab my book and I write a note, but I, I wasn't clear. Like I was so afraid. I mean, I know I what you're like, talking about. This whole imposter thing. I was so scared to put my face, my voice out there who's going to believe in me? You know, I'm, I'm Simone, like, you know, and yet I was working hard accomplishing things, but then I felt like, so I felt small. And then for some reason, you know, just God wouldn't let me let it go. And when I stepped out, it was just so clear. It was just like my helpers just started coming from everywhere. So for anybody who's listening, I mean, yes, we go through what they call the dark night of the soul, but it's in those places where you really know who you are and that's where God will show up for you if you never go through those experiences in life sometimes you don't really know who you really are sometimes that's where you really and truly see what you're made of and I mean if you think of the analogy when there's a storm passing over a city the eye get you know is coming and then it finally arrives and then you're in the the heat of the storm but it has to pass you you are not going to sit there forever in that eye of the storm eventually it will pass there'll be destruction but it, it will eventually pass and you rebuild so nothing lasts forever you, you know it doesn't matter where you are today it could end the next hour it could end tomorrow but you can't give up hope i mean that's just a powerful graphic my goodness it is. It is. And even in, even with that roach thing, I didn't kill the roach. And I mm. always ask God, Lord, how come I didn't? Because the natural, <laughs> the natural immigrant thing to do is step, step on the roach. On we don't need more of them. We don't need them to multiply. But the thing about that roach, it is going to multiply. It's going to be more of them coming at you. You don't have to kill it because you have enough strength to shoo it away. Like, it's not going to touch you anymore. And that's where I got that. I was like, okay, it's not going to touch me anymore. And if it tries, because I'm mm-hmm. Lick the thing off. It's like it's not, it's not a big deal. But you're right. That fear. I, I, I've had that fear. Like, oh, I don't know. I'm just a Dominican girl. I'm just small. I have an accent. How did I get the teacher of the year? Everybody who gets the teacher of the year can speak, you know, perfectly. This English. I have this accent, and then I'm gonna get my master's in English, and I have right. a master's in English, and people make fun of me. Oh, uh, you talk funny. I'm like, I got a master's in English, buddy. You want help with your English? Because. Yeah, I'm a master in English. No, but the funny thing about it is everybody every everybody has an accent if they go to another country. Like people who are here now telling you that you have an accent, if they go to another no. country, they have an accent to those people who are native to that place. They do. It's so funny. It's so uh, crazy. It's I know. Funny. It just tells you, it just tells you, it doesn't tell you your accent, you have an accent. It, they're telling you you're different. You're di- you're not like us. That's what they're saying. And it's not a good yeah. thing for us, I suppose, but I guess not, but whatever, you know, we're just here, but I just, yeah, you're right. That thing with the podcast, I had the same problem. I was like, oh, I don't want people hearing me. My husband's a pastor. He's a speaker. I like cleaning the church in the back. I like being in the back. 
I don't like being in the front. Um, just, no, I just don't like that because I don't like people pointing the finger at me and saying, oh, it's your fault or whatever. It's your... But being in a church where most of the things, the, the members blame me for it when they get mad, <laughs> they end up blaming me for things. I got used to that too. I got used to people blaming me for things when it wasn't my mm -hmm. fault. So I said, hey, what's that being in the limelight? People are going to blame me for stuff and I'm already used to it. So it's not like it's going to hurt. Um, yeah. You know, people are going to see yeah god's building character obviously he has something great for you and your husband he's building character he started something out of nothing basically right with a with a, a message to just move to the city where you had no connections and look where you are today my goodness um now we're the haven for for people who don't have families they come to us wow 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 that has to be an amazing uh, motivation for you and your husband to get out of bed every day. Yeah, sometimes we don't we don't have a motivation, but I mean we do have a motivation. But sometimes we're like, oh my goodness, here we go again. It's heavy, oh, right? Yeah. Heavy. Even this morning, it was like, here we go again. We got so much to fix. We got so much to do. We don't have a lot of helpers. We need skilled workers, and we're praying. God, bring skilled workers. Bring people from other countries. Bring people that can catch the vision with us. We're not there yet, but we have that help. And it's like, and God showed us, you're not gonna have it until you're huge. When you're super huge, that's when you're gonna get all these helpers. And it's like, when you don't need it anymore, isn't that funny? Yeah, when you don't need it anymore. Like, but at least isn't He told us. You know, at least we know. It is funny. Like, life is like that. When you are, life is like that. When you're struggling and you need the help, it's nowhere to be found. And you have to push through. You have to push through. And the moment you arrive and you finally get it or you achieve, yeah. this is when all of the stuff that you were needing is now coming to you. It, I, just, I, don't, I, I never get that. It's so, so crazy. And, and I do want to say that being here, we do love it. In Alabama, we do love our white folks. We love our black folks. We love our Mexican folks. We love them. We 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 do because it, it comes to the point like like the school I work at is uh, predominantly white, and um, and when I go to football game, I feel at home. I look to my left, to my right. I don't feel left out. I don't. Not with my parents and the kids. And I yell, hey, go go, go, go. And they're looking at me like, yay, she's rooting for me. And I'm like, waka, waka, baby. Arriba, arriba. And I'm screaming like crazy. Now, the culture here is to be quiet and don't scream. <laughs> and I'm here screaming, vamonos, vamonos. Come on, hit that ball. <laughs> and then they're like, then now they're like, Miss White, can you come to our ball game? Because, you know, we like when We need some play. energy. <laughs> can you come? And I'm like, look, I can't book myself. What I end up doing is that I, I did one video, like a dance video, because I, I'm a Zumba instructor too. So I did a Zumba video for the the volleyball team, for the girls' volleyball team, and I sent it to them. I said, good luck at state. And I sent it to them, and they won. And they're like, oh, it was you. It was because you were praying, and, and you had the You had that. So then the, so then the tennis team, hey, can, we're going to county. Can you do a video? And I would pray in the video. And I'm like, look, I know some of your different faiths, but that's what I got to do, pray. And then I do I do a video of dancing, and they all watch it. And they're all like, okay, we're going to do good. We're going to do good. And now the boys now are saying, oh, hey, can you show up to a game? Can you send us a video? We don't do that. Oh, Lord, you sound like this. Have you, seen, have you seen the news about this little lady? I think it's from Duke University, this little nun 
who they think is kind of like their blessing. Like she comes to their game. She's in the locker room with them. She's like their good luck charm or something. So I guess you've taken on the same sort of. Uh... Yes, I took that on. I was like, <laughs> you're going to do great. And I was telling them, how was your game? I can't go to the game. I really can't. I'm so busy. I've go, I've go to the game sometimes, but not all the time. And I'll ask, how was your game? It was great. It was good. How was your game? It was bad. They, and then they feel that connection with me that I'm asking them about the game. It's not like the next day. You know, they didn't do their homework because they were at the game. And I'm like, hey, what happened at the game? You had a bad day? Yeah, I sprained my ankle, whatever. Oh, so-and-so broke his, his whatever. And I'm like, oh, no. And it's like, it's just being in a school community. I just love being in a school community. I just, I just love it. And every time I travel the country, I tell my husband, I want to go see a school. Like when I went to Jamaica, I said, I want to see a school in Jamaica. And I got to see it. Where did you go? I went to South Africa. I, went to school. I was at, it was Kingston area. It was a Kingston, okay. You went to a Kingston area school. It was a neighborhood that I don't remember the name of the neighborhood. If you said it, I probably could remember it because we did a mission trip there, and I said I wanted to go. And it was a typical school like the maker probably no no electricity in the school, and I really enjoyed seeing that the joy okay. of the kids when I came right. And, uh, and when I went to Panama, we went to Panama, went to a school no no electricity in the school. Went to South Africa, we took some candy. Uh, to the kids, the kids, we gave them two pieces of candy of taffy, and they they put them away, they hid it, and we said, no, we want to see you eat the candy, because I want to record them, and they said, no, yes. they, 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 don't, they can't eat the candy right now. Why? And I'm like, what? Oh, because they don't have food at home, so this is going to be their dinner. Oh, my like, goodness. Wow. So we said, please, can you just eat a piece? So then they ate a piece, and they don't understand what I'm saying, and I'm like, yes. Hey, I don't know if you know Papa San. Yes, I of course. Yeah, okay, well, okay. oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Well, I love Papa Song. So I did, I put a Papa Song song, and I said, this is reggae, we're going to dance Zumba. And they don't know what I'm saying, but they start following me. And we did the song called Pop Style. Uh, right there in Af South Africa with all this dust. We had to stop doing the, the video because the dust came up and then we were all coughing and stuff. But yes. I was like, wow, look at that. You know, spending that time with those kids, showing them my my camera, my phone, and they taking selfies and never seen the selfie before. So they were like, whoa, that's my face. You know, they were like, oh, that's so cool. And like just going to schools, schools. And, and then those kids were walking to school four hours. To yes. Because the motivation wasn't education. Their motivation was the food, that porridge they ate that had no salt in it. Oh so my, my husband went there to South Africa to hunt. And what we did is that the, the meat that we hunted, we told them, please give it to the kids in that school because they knew yes. they meat they don't have meat so we were able to give meat to the, the kids and then we sent we sent pencils and stuff but it's expensive to send south africa stuff it's just too much so right. we got to go back and buy the stuff there but but that's how we are since we're immigrants we like traveling we like seeing the struggles in other places and we like helping in some way or another not to be no superman or something but sometimes it's to remember where we come from yeah i haven't been able, you know i haven't been able to go back home yet and I'm a little afraid to go back home because I'm afraid to be asked something that I can't provide. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, um, what if, you know, you, well, you drive, you have three cars. Okay. You don't understand. There's no bus system where I live. So my daughter has to have a car. I have a car. My husband has a car. We have to have a car. It's like, we have to save our money and all of us have a car. Well, that's rich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you but we have rich. bills. There's so many but bills every month. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't understand. 
Like I was complaining to my cousin one time. Oh, my house is always messy. Well, hire hire a lady to clean the house. Okay, that's like a salary. That's someone's salary. Yeah, no, I can't pay four hundred dollars a month or something. That's like a tuition for school. Or I don't know. I said like, I can't. I can't do that. I don't understand why you can't do it. You have three cars. I'm like. You just don't understand. Yeah, no, they don't get the expenses and they think that the dollar is so strong where they are. But it, for when you're living here, a dollar is just a dollar, right? Exactly. So, um, but, oh my gosh, you've, you've shared so much nuggets here in our conversation. Join us next time for part two of this episode. Tune in next week for another episode of The Immigrant Experience in America. As this is a new podcast, we welcome any and all support. If you have not done so already, subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also support us by completing a five-star rating and review and sharing our podcast with your friends family, and circle of influence.